You are listening to Don't Touch My Music, hosted by Kiana and Chardonnay, your go-to podcast for all things music. You know what I wanted to ask you, right? Yeah. Well, not to ask, but to kind of get your perspective. Mm -hmm. Do you think like DIY artists like are the same as independent artists? Because like some I people was literally having this thought right <laughs> earlier, like like literally like fifteen minutes ago, I was like, "Is there a very big difference between the two?" Because a, a DIY artist does everything themselves because they yeah. literally do it themselves. Yeah, um, independent artist just isn't signed to a label. Yeah, but they also do everything themselves. They might have a manager for the but, most part. Yeah, yeah, that's so. So I think that's I. I mean, I think that's the biggest difference is that the DIY artist actually just does everything themselves from home, from wherever the fuck they are. But an independent label, uh, an independent, <laughs> an independent artist, can just mean an artist that isn't signed to a label mm, but they that's don't necessarily do everything themselves because they could be signed to a distributor for example yeah that's what that's what i think as well the diy artist does everything themselves and the independent gets like help but still has to do stuff on their own but in terms of like you know help like with management and um like you said with the distributing and stuff like that they have someone to help them but with the diy artists like they have to do everything themselves you know? Yeah, and the whole reason that in my mind I was like, why are these things used interchangeably? If right. Not quite the same was because I was reading an article that mentioned like a BTS as an independent artist. And I'm like, no, they're not. Because <laughs> mm. they're signed. They're signed. They're signed to Big Hit. What? Yeah. <laughs> I was so confused by that because I was like, they most definitely aren't independent. But. Yeah, so and there's now, like that little discrepancy of the yeah. difference between the two. And I think now kind of understanding it a bit more, I would consider myself a DIY artist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah although, although I don't do the recording myself, like I do everything myself. Like I would write myself. I would promote myself. I would create the marketing plans myself. You know, like I would have to do mm -hmm. everything myself. Like find my own persons to do my music videos like but yeah no i think i would consider myself a diy artist because a lot of people would say oh i'm an independent artist i'm an independent artist but at the end of the day like they would have to do like everything themselves mm -hmm. you know and they don't have like someone to assist them they don't have a distributor or they don't have a publisher you know what i mean i think the term diy artist is also more recent yeah than independent artist yeah because there's been such an increase in both independent, but mainly DIY artists. There's mm. been a massive increase of them. And like, there are countless super successful musicians that started off as DIY musicians mm -hmm. and now have full-blown careers, mm -hmm. have won Grammys, have done all the shits, but they started in, as DIY musicians. Mm -hmm. They aren't. I wouldn't call them that anymore so much. Mm -mm. Um, but, you know, humble beginnings or whatever. Yeah. And you know what's so crazy? Now that we're talking about DIY artists and independent artists, mm -hmm. I'm now thinking, like, 
what what was Spice's situation? Because remember, Spice was signed to a label, mm-hmm. but the label wasn't doing anything for her. She was literally doing everything herself. So now that she's not signed to the label anymore, she calls herself an independent artist. Yeah. Then she's an independent artist or DIY artist? Because Spice literally does everything herself. Because she writes, she she has her own producers to make her own stuff for her. She does her own marketing, her own... Well, she effectively has, like, her own label, basically. Okay, yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, so she effectively has her own label, basically, without having a label. She has, like, her own team or whatever. Kind of, yeah, because she literally... Yeah, so I, I think, I think she, would be, she would be more independent than DIY. Mm. So I think that's the big differentiator yeah, as well. Yeah, so yeah. I was just going to say as well, I think that's the big difference because with the independent artist, you could literally like hire a manager or hire like a publicist or hire a marketing assistant or whatever to like assist you. And then you like focus on the creative side of things, you know, like stay focused mm-hmm. on your music. But like with the DIY artist, like you can hire, but majority of the time you don't have the resources to hire. So you ask like family or friends yeah. to assist, you know? Yeah. So it does make yeah complete sense in in that way yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I also wonder like of the DIY artists that you know catch their big break and they make it big, like how many of them actually stay DIY, mm. and how many of them switch to like independent, but, and how yeah. many of them switch to like full signed to a label right type of thing. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Because, like, there's no statistics there, at least from what I've seen. Yeah, no, there there isn't. (laughs) Girl. (laughs) There are no statistics (laughs) um, for those things. But I'm curious. You know what I think? I think a lot of DIY artists um, that start out that way, who are now, um, I guess, known and Mm. won Grammys and stuff like that, I think... They kind of either transition into being like independent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or they like try to get like a distribution deal. You know what I mean? Because the goal is to have your music distributed yeah, yeah. widely and as far as it can go. Because the main, I want to say the main challenge of DIY artists is getting reach, mm-hmm. you know, like trying to build that fan base because they have so much on their plate already. It's like, okay, like. I have to focus on my creative side, which which is like writing, recording, producing. And then I have to focus on the business side, which is like ensuring that I register the music, monetize my music, plan like um, marketing so people can see me. Um, so I think I think I think most of them would sign a distribution deal or like publishing at least. Like mm. Chance the Rapper. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which we discussed over WhatsApp. But Chance like, the Rapper, does, I think he has a distribution deal as well. He does have... Okay, but he doesn't have a label because he's not signed a to a label. Yeah. Exactly. And he doesn't want to sign to a label either. Exactly. So... He's been offered millions. Yeah. not sign. Yeah. He's like, no. And I think the story of Chance the Rapper was a bit interesting because, um, like, the way how he gave out, like, he did his mixtape, and then he gave it up for free, and then he caught, mm. like, the attention, and then he just blew up. That's so crazy. Like, that's so rare. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it happens to people, you know? But that's it's how, um, rare. ASAP Rocky also got his break. Because mm. he he did his first mixtape. What was it? Live Love ASAP. Mm. And he released it for free. 
Mm-hmm. And then it got so much attention. He got signed, and then he did like a re-release of it, like an official one. Um, but there's so many musicians as well, because I was looking at that uh, today, actually, of like musicians that started as DIY musicians, and then made like their first EP or first mixtape or first couple of EPs or mixtapes or albums, and immediately were like, like a sensation. Which I also thought was like really fascinating because like for example, ASAP Rocky, mm-hmm. I didn't know he was he had like a start as like a DIY musician who No, I didn't know that simply I know. released a mixtape that did really, really well and garnered attention and then immediately like was huge. Mm-hmm. And Ed Sheeran I knew because I knew of his um beginnings. Um and then FKA Twigs was another one that I wasn't familiar mm. with having had the start. Okay. Tyler, the creator as well, didn't know, started off as DIY and then just like, poof. But also, to yeah. be honest, most musicians start as DIY. Yeah. The thought just never really occurs to me. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And I think, and I think today it's like, because back then DIY artists would struggle because like it wasn't, it wasn't that easy to like. isn't what it was exactly wasn't what it is now (laughs) yes that (laughs) yeah and there weren't a lot of like um music distribution companies that you could have signed up to Mm -hmm. to like give your music to have them distributed like on spotify apple music a lot of diy artists would struggle because it was like very hard for them to get their music distributed like to a large audience they just Mm. like had to do it like locally and i think that was the best that they could have done at that time but like you said no the internet and technology and things are advancing and yeah, there are the process. yeah there are a lot of no um music distribution companies that you can sign up to and like put your album on or your mixtape or a single or whatever and have it be on spotify apple music and all the shits mm-hmm. um which is really cool but yeah. what i want to say now is that it's like independent artists or diy artists are kind of like like i was reading this article and they were talking about how independent artists or diy artists are almost like competing with mainstream artists as well because like everyone now is an independent artist everyone now is a diy artist or whatever but like they have access to the same things almost yeah almost the same things like mm-hmm. a mainstream artist because now the biggest thing is streaming and music yeah. videos on youtube and yeah, those and kind of things streaming platforms literally facilitating it for independent artists to put their music up then you have major record labels creating free distribution services um who was it that created one? Was it Warner with 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 mm. free music? Was it free music? I wrote it down. Why am I, I trying to remember? <laughs> yes, it was Warner with level music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was making up a whole name. <laughs> she said free music. <laughs> uh, but it's Warner with level music. Like they distribute for independent artists for free versus other platforms like Bandcamp or DistroKid or whatever that you pay a small fee mm-hmm. to have them distribute for you. Mm-hmm. So there's even now competition in distribution, whereas before there wasn't really any mm-hmm. because labels weren't that interested in that. Yeah. And then over the past few decades, they've become increasingly interested in that. And now it's a massive interest mm-hmm. um, because... DIY musicians, independent artists are everywhere. Yeah. 
They're yep. everywhere. And a lot of them are killing it too. They are. Right. And I think it's so easy with... I, I won't say completely easy, but I think yeah, it's but, more... Um, it's just easier. Easier, but not, not easy. easy. Yeah. But <laughs> it's easier because of social media and especially like with TikTok. Because TikTok is a game changer. You know what I mean? When it comes yeah. to the music industry. And even when it comes to like business in general, getting your business seen, visibility, awareness. Yeah. Um, TikTok is a game changer. So I think a lot of DIY musicians or artists or independent artists kind of leverage TikTok Mm-hmm. today to like get seen with mm-hmm. their music um so it's easier but not easy because it's still a challenge um also because the market is very oversaturated yeah it's this is an interesting topic too because i i don't recall the year that labels started to do this but labels just stopped kind of like signing people from scratch and and like developing them and started mm-hmm. to look more like on social media for artists like artists like they started to look on social media for these diy artists yeah, who yeah. are already like popping off on the internet but i can't remember the year exactly when YouTube it all things. changed right youtube things right youtube things yeah right and when, when i'm asking you when did youtube came out like you would know which what year did youtube launch february 14 2005 February 14, 2005, YouTube was launched. Yeah. Yeah, so YouTube launched in 2005, you said, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think a couple of years after, labels started, like, looking towards YouTube and, like, mm-hmm. social media to, like, um, sign artists. Justin because they were looking Bieber. at they were looking at MySpace a lot. Sorry. Yeah, what you said? looking at MySpace as well. But, because also, I remember Justin Bieber was discovered on YouTube. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By, who was it? Usher. Usher. I always think to um to Justin Bieber start like on the internet and Usher discovering him. And I'm like, how long ago was that? That was how long ago Girl. Was that? like how how much after YouTube um YouTube's launch was that? Cause it feels fucking long ago. It feels really long ago yeah so long ago yeah but a lot of a lot of um diy artists got discovered on youtube Mm because i remember these girls they had the song i'm a boss as bit they got signed as well and i think nikki i think nikki did a remix with them i'm not sure but they got signed and then yeah someone did a remix with them i don't know they but they got signed and then like i I haven't heard anything from them Mm -hmm. like a lot of diy artists that get discovered on youtube or the internet or whatever like some of them do well but some of them just flop they just like fizzle out like you don't hear anything from them anymore and i'm like and i'm like i thought you were signed you know what happens a lot is the one hit wonders yeah a lot of articles like within the music industry or even like podcasts as well like talk about like the future of labels Mm. like what do you think the future of labels would be if like the internet continues to evolve when it comes to like social media apps especially like with tiktok Mm -hmm. and like diy artists just grinding on their own doing their own thing and being able to like have visibility on their own and like make money on their own without having a label because then what is the use of the label? I mean, I think there's always going to be room for labels. Hmm. Um, simply because there are going to be people that don't want to do everything themselves. 
That's so true. There are always going to be people that don't want to do everything themselves. <clears throat> but also persons who don't understand as well. That's Exactly. Mm-hmm. There are people who do not want to do the business administration stuff of the music business. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think there's always going to be room for record labels as long as there are going to be musicians who aren't interested in the business. Yeah. Because really, if we get rid of them, it's just going to be like... <laughs> just chaos can you imagine the chaos no for real if there wouldn't be suddenly like stopped existing chaos and mayhem mm-hmm. i'm sure we could phase them out but i don't think we actually want to no i think i think labels in the future are gonna have to start bending over backwards yeah to accommodate musicians rather than the other way around yeah because currently i feel like it is a little bit the other way around because mm-hmm. again Record labels run the shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but people are getting smarter. People are moving smarter. People are educating themselves more than they ever have, I feel like. Yeah. Um, so record labels are going to start, like I think, walking on eggshells a little bit, being more careful, being more considerate. Um, <clears throat> but that's just me. That's just me, because there are also people that think that record labels are going to start getting more ruthless and selfish, Mm. which is also a very big possibility because they are very much thirsty for the monies. But Mm -hmm. um, people are also just unwilling to sit quietly and be taken advantage of. I would tell any artist, any DIY musician, any DIY artist, any independent artist, learn about the industry. Even if you want to hire persons to help you learn about the industry, because then you can actually keep track of what they are doing i'm not saying to micromanage but just so that you know everything is on the right path and also for yourself because if you want to if you are a diy artist and if you're going to be doing everything yourself i think you should at least have a bit of knowledge in order to help you do those things when it comes to like monetizing your music when yeah. it comes to like no, marketing why artists you literally have no option but to... right yeah yeah you have no option but, but i think yeah say Sorry. No, I would say, I think some of them just go into it, like winging it, thinking that this is how it's supposed to be done because I, I... And that works for some people, but for many, it's not gonna. And like, the thing is, right, the information isn't even hard to find. It isn't. It's everywhere on the internet. There's mm-hmm. free courses mm-hmm. on multiple t- platforms to just, you know, inform yourself on these specific parts of the music industry. And like, we're not saying that you have to be like us and go get a degree on the shit. Right. You don't need to do that. Yeah. You just need to know at least the basics, at least copyright, at least publishing. At least those two things. (laughs) You know what I mean? At least who's who and who does what. Mm -hmm. Those are the base level things at the very least. Mm Because those are the things that you are going to come across the most. The most. Yeah. As well as collecting societies, but that's all Mm -hmm. part of copyright and shit. Mm -hmm. Um, just inform yourself. Yeah, and then and then I would say because that's some good advice that you gave, but I would also say as well, like learn about marketing because mu- marketing mm-hmm. is such a huge marketing plays a huge role within music. Mm-hmm. Like your music would not be heard without marketing. Your you as an artist would not be seen without marketing. So learn about marketing as much as possible. There like are also many free courses. <laughs> exactly yeah like learn as much as possible about marketing like don't ever doubt 
you know, that don't think that you're going to just, you're just going to put it on your personal Facebook page or just upload it on YouTube and it's going to do well. Like, no, there are certain things that you need to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think, I think we've touched on everything that we can touch on. Yeah. On this topic. I think we've yeah. discussed everything we wanted to discuss. So yeah, we're going to swiftly move on. Just swiftly and casually. <laughs> <laughs> move on. To our little small talk corner where me and Chardonnay ask each other what our favorite songs of the week are. Mm-hmm. And also, we ask each other a question that may or may not have anything to do with music, the topic we discussed for the episode. Sometimes we just ask random questions because we feel like asking a random question. And it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we start with the questions or the songs first? Let's start off with the songs. Songs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's your first song? So my first song is Carry On by Patrice Roberts. Okay. Is It's a soca song. Okay. And it just makes me feel good. Good vibes, good energy. It's just like a melodic kind of like chill soca song. So it just, I just like it. Yeah, I just it like to listen to it. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your first song? My first song is Fly Girl by mm-hmm. Flo featuring Missy Elliott. Mm. It makes me feel like a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other reason. Right. Well, I mean, I just, I like Flo and I love Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the mix of the two was so good. Mm. Um, it makes me want to shake my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fun song. I listen yeah. to it all the time. <laughs> okay, nice, nice. Okay, second song. My second song is Win by Jada Kingdom. Okay. And that song is a um it's also a chill song, mm-hmm. but it's talking about like your struggles in life and you're working hard um and you're struggling but you're going to win and you're going to push forward and persevere and so forth. Um Jada Kingdom is actually a Jamaican artist. Mm. Um so yeah, it's Jamaican chill vibes. So that's my, my second song. What's your second song? My second song is called Rocket. Mm-hmm. It's by um, a South African house group called Mikasa. Okay. Did you speak I've about ever... them before? No? I don't know. They, I think I heard the name before, so I don't know if you ever mentioned them before. I've mentioned them to you definitely 100%, but right. like, I don't know if I've ever mentioned them on the podcast. Mm. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe. It's a possibility. I'm right. a big fan of theirs. So. Okay, <laughs> probably, yeah. Um, it's their latest single. They released it last week, Friday. Mm. Um, and it slaps. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's just, it's a really, it's a really, um, it's a really sweet song about wanting to shoot for the stars with mm. people you care about okay um, you know like a rocket that's nice um yeah and it's like different from what they usually make because they're afro afro pop afro house afro pop mm. um but this is more like traditional house okay music um with some of that afro pop in there so i just like it it's like a little uplifting little song it's cute mm. nice yeah this is my same song Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with my question because I have a question for you. And my question is, would you be like a professor at university teaching music business? Why not? I feel like it would be fun. Right. 
but you would you enjoy like grading papers giving class dealing with kids not turning in their assignments i would like to have a teacher's assistant (laughs) (laughs) so that i don't have to grade shit (laughs) right um so yeah i i would be a lecturer if i could have a teacher's (laughs) teacher's assistant (laughs) if i could have my own ta okay um to do like you know the minor things i Mm. i don't mind doing the finals Okay. And like the grad, the graduate essays or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, but I think I think um I would have I think I would have a lot of fun. Okay. Teaching, okay. Teaching, being a lecturer, a music business lecturer. Okay. Um, so, would you teach at like Berkeley College of Music, like in Valencia, in Spain? If I don't have to teach in Spanish, <laughs> <laughs> which I would, <laughs> which I would imagine. I would imagine I don't. I don't have the vocabulary. No, you don't have to, because you know it's an American school. Uh, yeah, I know. So, but like, I, I, yeah, I don't have the vocabulary for Spanish. But if it's in English, um, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't think I'm qualified. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm qualified. But okay. <laughs> so yeah, look, I'd have to further. I'd have to get further qualifying to mm. do it mm. but like sure i would do it i'd I would go get more qualifications right yeah <laughs> i don't mind teaching either to become a lecturer or a professor mm. of mm. Um, music business mm. i think what i would enjoy the most out of the lectures is one sharing knowledge but two having conversations with my mm-hmm. students mm-hmm. i would host like debates all the time i, I want to hear i want to hear the people's thoughts i yeah. want to have back and forth i want to have banter yeah so i'm like let's let's have discussions let's have banter let's have fun you know yeah because that's how that. i enjoy learning i mm. like like when people tell me things but then we have extensive discussions about mm-hmm. it because that's how i learn the best and like i love learning i mm-hmm. love learning so i would be so happy to teach people and i think that's an that's an interesting way um, to learn that makes it fun. Because, yeah. like, if you're debating and, you know, persons are talking about things, you can also just go check it up online if you're, like, really that interested. But then it won't feel, like, as much as, like, hard work. It, w- it would just feel, like, fun because you're just listening to these debates with persons with different opinions or facts or whatever. Um, I would love to be a lecturer. A I think it would be fun. Anyway, so what I wanted to ask you... Yeah, sort of in the middle of the other part of the podcast mm-hmm. is where do you think the future is going to take the whole DIY artist movement? Like, what do you think it's going to look like in the future? Basically, do you think it's going to be as popular as it is now? Do you think it's going to get more popular? I think it's definitely going to get more popular. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry, it's definitely going to get more popular because, like I said earlier, like. TikTok is like such a game changer for the music industry when it comes to like finding new artists. Because I mean, look at Ice Spice. Like we just saw that she blew up because of TikTok. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think because now persons see that they have more access and opportunities to certain things, like when it comes to like social media or maybe even just going online and researching a music industry professional and just hiring them to assist. Of course, you would have to do good research and check mm-hmm. credibility and so forth. Um, I think because it's that it's easier, it's not easy, but easier. I think DIY artists and that whole independent scene will become bigger because 
like labels are they they're not gone but they're kind of dying out because labels look for what DIY artists are doing you mm. know what i mean so yeah i definitely think it's going to get bigger i definitely think it's going to get bigger cuz it's already saturated so it's just going to yeah. keep growing and growing and growing what i don't know is is how we'll be able to maintain it yeah for it not to get out of proportion because then it's like what the what what you know what i mean where do we look now <laughs> where do we look now and what are we listening to because i mean there needs to be a little bit of you know yeah. like yeah but yeah i think it's going to it's going to get bigger than what it is especially because of social media and because mm-hmm. we have more access and 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 we have more access to certain tools and resources now let me say it like okay, that okay mm-hmm. okay okay um so yeah guys so that's how we feel about not how we feel i mean we did share how we feel yeah a little bit yeah um so that's it on the diy the rise of diy um musicians and like the difference between diy and independent and where we think it's going to go in the future and what our opinions are on doing that being a diy musician mm-hmm. um yeah 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 guys Hmm. (laughs) we're gonna do our little sign out now (laughs) yeah so guys if you're watching us on youtube don't forget to like subscribe and share it with your friends who are interested in music or the music industry and if you're listening to us on spotify or apple Podcasts, don't forget to like share subscribe follow the podcast do all the things that you need to do sharon said press all the buttons press all the buttons (laughs) i don't know what buttons there are but press it support Okay, and don't forget to follow our Instagram and TikTok accounts at Don't Touch My Music Pod. Mm-hmm. Um, we share like little bloopers and little funny videos there. Um, and we also post our songs of the week or favorite songs of the week mm-hmm. that we mentioned um, at this last bit. And yeah, go check it out, listen to it, follow us, do all the things, support us. Yay! We'll see you guys. <laughs> next week with another episode (laughs) (laughs) okay okay bye bye